You're listening to a DM podcast. Just a quick warning, this podcast series contains discussions about crime, trauma, sexual abuse, drug use and suicide. Listener discretion is advised. I used to rob banks in the 80s and 90s and did 23 years in prison in three different states. It took 30 years to talk about the sexual abuse that happened to me and the spiral into crime, addiction and depression that all occurred as a result. Now, having turned my life around, I talk openly to inspirational people about trauma, survival, transformation and hope. I am Russell Manser and this is The Stick Up. Kate McLaren is a professional boxer and the first woman to be trained by Jeff Fennick. She's the director and founder of It's Her, a not-for-profit organisation that empowers and mentors young girls. Kate McLaren, welcome to The Stick Up. Thank you, Russell. Thank you for having me here in the studio today. That's a, that's a pleasure. Let's just, I'll just go through the basic questions. Um, where did you grow up? Yeah, easy. I, um, I grew up in the UK, in Essex, in England. Um, in the country, so I grew up in a really sort of rural area, um, had to kind of drive into town to get to the closest shop, so a bit of a country girl at heart. I love that. I'm a country boy at heart too, even though I grew up in Mount Druitt. Hey, what was your upbringing like? My upbringing was beautiful. Yeah. yeah it was lovely. Um, before technology, um, obviously living in the country, I was out playing in the fields and I had two black Labradors as a child. I used to ride horses. Um, I spent a lot of my time outside catching tadpoles in streams, bringing them home, watching them grow and trying to look after them in the back garden. And yeah, I was I was out with nature a lot. Um, there was no mobile phones. My mum just used to say to me when the sun comes down, you come home and then we have tea together. So really beautiful um, upbringing. I, I wouldn't change it for the world. Be fair. That's that's the ideal upbringing, isn't it? And plenty of love in the house. Oh, so much love. Yeah, my parents gave me, they went above and beyond with love. That was one thing that I'm so blessed for. I was really loved and cherished as a child. And um, yeah, it's, it's beautiful. My childhood memories are fabulous. So I, I think of Essex and I think of the documentary Essex Boys. It's one of my favourite docu- oh, yeah. documentaries. And, you know, the, I dare say there's certain parts of Essex, obviously, that are very tough sort of place and tough people. Absolutely, yeah. Look, for me, I I never, like, got to see any of that living in Essex. Mm. Um, I come to Australia at a pretty young age. I was 19 when I moved over here. So for me, it was just kind of growing up in nature and then going into hairdressing. Um, that was what I started off doing and then pretty much coming over to Australia and starting my life from my 20s here. What brought you here? What brought you to Australia? Yeah, so I came out here uh, travelling to start mm. with. Got a camper van. We done up a camper van, my ex partner and I, and we went travelling all up the east coast. And uh, we decided to come back to Sydney. He managed to find a job and get sponsorship, and life pretty much started there. It was great. Have you always been someone who's been into exercise and training? Yeah, absolutely. Um, exercise has been everything for me. So my dad put me into kung fu at the age of eight, and um, he always wanted me to be able to sort of look after myself. So. My dad's actually a private investigator. So um, my childhood was obviously, I was very well protected, very loved and everything, but there was quite a lot of discipline in the sense of like, I wasn't allowed to open doors or answer the the home phone and things like that, just because 
obviously of what he was doing for work but I was never really in that world you know it was kind of my mum and I that spent a lot of time together and everything was sort of quite cozy and quite nice oh beautiful mm. and that sort of thing a lot of kids like that these days that's what I talk about you know I'm doing a lot of work with troubled children and then that that's that you know they talk about how bad the kids are but how good are the parents well, I, like honestly, I do believe that you become the people you surround yourself with most and you have to have someone in your life who motivates you and inspires you. My dad was really passionate about um, martial arts and that's what he done. You know, he done a lot of martial arts growing up and putting me into Kung Fu, one, obviously, so that I could learn to defend myself and protect myself if needed. And two, he knew that through doing exercise, it's a really good way to, you know, feel empowered and, and strong and it's good for the mind, not only not only the body, but the mind as well. So, yeah, I'm very grateful for my dad putting me into martial arts at a young age and it definitely taught me discipline from a young age as well, which I think is really important. We've had, I've had a lot of people that have been in some sort of martial art. I really love people in the fight game per se, you know what I mean, because they bring a good analogy of life, you know what I mean? And how is that discipline that you've learnt from a young age, um, how's that served you in just life in general? Served me really well. I think it's really nice in the sense that I, I feel like I've always kind of been quite a strong woman, but I feel like that really came out of me once I moved overseas and then I was on my own and I had to obviously sort of fend for myself on my own. I feel like that discipline and that kind of inner strength and, you know, I was training a lot as a, as a young child. I, I got moved up into the older class. So I was training with a lot of the older guys in there. So I kind of had a good understanding on, you know, how to kind of fend for myself if need be. Yep. So, um, yeah, it was, it was good. I've got a question. I, you can answer it. I got asked a question yesterday by a guy. He's living in the UK. He's a rugby league player. He's been offered a contract to come and play in Australia. And he goes, fear is holding him back. What would you say to someone like him? Depends on what the fear is. And for me, with fear, it's about overcoming it in a in baby steps. Um, like sometimes, yeah, you do have to jump, but I think you've got to mentally kind of plan it in your head. It was for me in boxing. I've got no amateur career in boxing and I ended up turning pro. I went straight into the ring and to say that I had fear, my gosh, I had a lot of fear. But I did a lot of mental preparation to prepare me to get into the ring that night and to perform in front of people. And for this guy who's looking to make the big move over to Australia, um, and if this contract is, you know, one that he can't turn down, first of all, I'd recommend put the positives and the negatives onto a piece of paper, write it all out, have a look at it, and then figure out your stepping stones on how you're going to get there. And obviously the benefits of once you get here, you know, many doors can open for you. You know, you never know. And you don't want to live your life thinking, what if? What if I didn't take that contract, you know? So I would highly recommend jump on the plane, come over here and, and give it your best shot. Really good advice. I couldn't have said it better myself. Thank you. All right. So you, you come to Australia and I, like I've done some research on you and you, and you were really, you, you know, we're in a relationship and you had this really strict love affair, well, love-hate affair with food. Mm. Can you sort of talk, what was going on there? You were vegan? <laughs> yeah, I think I've had that since sort of my teenage years. I always wanted to model. That was kind of the dream for me. I wanted to be a model. My mum said, right, once you finish your hairdressing degree, you can do whatever you want. Yep. So I did my apprenticeship. Um, I then went through, obviously, started doing hairdressing. And I said, mum, I, I really want to be a model. Started going to a couple of agencies, speaking with a few people, looking to get an agent, and I kept getting the door closed in my face. And it was purely because I was a big girl, 
and um, I needed to lose weight. And modelling back back then as well, in these times, you had to be kind of stick thin and that was the look. And if you weren't fit in that, that look and that build, you need to go elsewhere, you know, like we've got no time for you. And that played havoc with my, my mental health a lot. And I think my dad is not a small guy and he's someone whose weight fluctuates a lot up and down. He's always been fit, but my dad can definitely eat. And sometimes, you know, he, his weight will go through the roof and then other times he'll get back into his training, he's clean eating and his weight will drop. And I'm exactly the same. I've definitely got my dad genes in that. Um, so for me... Watching what I eat has kind of been embedded in me from my teenage years and through people saying, no, you're too big, you're a big girl, has really kind of affected my mental health throughout my teenage life. What age was that starting at, people suggesting that? like? Uh, from the age of 17, yeah, that's when it all started. To a point, that's abusive when people continue with that sort of stuff, I'd say. Seven, I wouldn't, like, as a man, I'd never say to, oh, geez, you're a big girl. I don't know where that comes from. Mm. Look, I don't think, I've never really been a huge girl, yeah. you know. It's just when I was trying to fit into. They're like, they're, them, them women are like 48 kilos. Yeah. And I'm five foot nine, Russell. Yeah. So I'm tall. I'm built well. Like, I've, yeah. I'm quite, like. That's five foot nine's tall for a, for a woman. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. But um, I think that's what kind of then gave me this obsession and drive with fitness. So I got into it, obviously, martial arts at the age of eight. Mm. But then when I started to really get this passion and fire, like I want to model, this is what I want to do, that's when the eating problems started to come, come around and the obsession with exercise started to kick in. Um, so, yeah, that's pretty much where it all started. Man, I've been through that myself. Like, I, that, that body dysmorphia, and it, it made me fucking, it made me really sick. When did you sort of first meet Jeff Fennick, legendary? And I, I want to correct you on your website. You say three times world champion. It's actually He's now a four. Yeah. I know, so proud. Yeah. <laughs> Well-deserved four-time world champion. Yeah, so I met Jeff um, back in December 2020. I got introduced to him for, through a mutual friend. And uh, that was when, obviously, I was starting to start boxing and, and training and getting myself ready for my first corporate fight. Yeah, I was very lucky to, to meet Jeff and get that introduction and cross paths with him and um, forever grateful for that moment in my life. Good guy, Jeff. Um, and I'll tell you what, like Jeff's done, he's done a lot in, like from my perspective, he's done a lot in the prisons. He's always one of those guys. Everyone knows him. He's just a, he's an iconic Sydney identity. He's amazing. Jeff is all about giving back. Yeah. Uh, like Jeff has, he's had a very interesting life and I think you know he's very very driven man and even now you know as a retired boxer he's very smart in everything he does you know he's always forward thinking and always trying to give back and pay back and and help lift others um, and I think that really comes from maybe struggles in his past um, and the same as yourself you know struggles in your past struggles in my path and for us it's all about like trying to help and, and give back and make people not have to go through some of the bs that we've had to go through you know do you pinch yourself that you're being trained with him sometimes you look and you go the, the, the magnitude of where you are i do yeah. I, I never saw this coming russell like i never saw it coming and i often pinch myself and the gratitude i have is uh, honestly i've just got so much gratitude and jeff has done so so much for me mm. and i'm forever grateful for everything he's done Let's talk. Uh, gratitude is my favourite word at the moment. Gratitude, authenticity and vulnerability. Let's go through gratitude with you. 
What's, mm. what's gratitude mean to you in your life? Gratitude is just appreciating all the amazing things that have come towards you. May that be, obviously, you've worked hard to get to that point in your life. Um, then, obviously, yes, you can pat yourself on the back. For me, I am a, a believer in the universe. Oh, I don't know what it is out there. I'm a big believer in that sometimes things just align and um, there's someone, something out there that is helping to make these things align and i think the more gratitude you have the more doors that are going to open for you man i swear by that i i just think this you know, universal stuff was hippie stuff i was laying in my bed in jail <laughs> and i'm going fuck i want to help survivors right i want to help survivors and where i'm at now five and i've been out of prison five and a half years and where i'm at today i could never dream of that and what i put out to the universe i've got a tenfold did you find that that happened to you as soon as you started like giving back when my purpose become being of service to others Mm -hmm. things change it was a game changer that's what i've noticed as Mm. well yeah Yeah. isn't it good isn't it good it's a fantastic feeling and um i done a a, quite a bit of voluntary work at the pcyc um zoo boxing academy yeah um how's it it going over there what's the vibe like over there it's great uh you've got killer running the gym at the moment and it's good you know what i love about it is obviously uh, all the zoo boys are still training there and they're putting themselves in the community and they're being seen and um, they're also doing a lot of stuff to give back and I think it's absolutely fantastic and obviously Tim being such an idol in Australia and in the boxing world for these youngsters to come to this gym and actually see Tim yeah. training there and he he gets involved like I've watched him like he, he does games with the, the kids and you know they have photos and he's he's really dedicated to being in the community and trying to inspire these children and yeah it's it's incredible it's amazing can you explain the vibe in a gym when someone like tim's got a big fight coming up what if he's the, training yeah, there? yeah if he's training there he's got a big fight like he, he had he had three or four he had three good fights last year what's the vibe like well him and nikita train um mm. at the gym often together as well so the vibe is just you've got these youngsters and you've got these teenagers watching these guys that are obviously made it in the boxing world and i think it just pushes them and drives them to to be better you know and uh, everyone in that gym i have to say especially a lot of the older boys they're very um they they want to help the youngsters they're all about giving up their time and um creating opportunities for these young ones and killer who runs the gym he he does so much for the 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 whole of the gym you know like he puts on events and he stays back late and he works all the time and realistically he doesn't need to do that but he does it from the kindness of his heart and i think that is honestly what makes a successful business and I agree. um yeah but that's what makes them gym. guys champions too absolutely that's what makes them guys champions and more champions will then come through that gym for sure like they will because you're surrounded by it you're seeing it you're understanding how hard these athletes are having to work and you're realizing when you actually talk to tim or nikita oh actually they're just a normal human being like you and i if he can do it maybe i can do it and it's so true it's so so true all kids need role models, yeah. And, I, I, and as you're telling that story, I'm thinking of Garth Wood. Garth Wood's a previous guest we've had, and he talks about going and watching Jeff train as a kid. And he said, mm-hmm. just sitting on the apron of the gym, watching Jeff. Well, Garth went on and played football, but he became, he, with not a limited boxing experience, went and won the Contender Boxing Series. Yeah, right. And then and then went on and beat Anthony Mundine. With not, no no background in not boxing. Not two, 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 two fights. Yeah, right. Went on. Johnny Lewis rings him up and says, mate, and he'd been partying. He said, mate, you're up. You, you're a chance of this. Went on and win it. Do you think that's all mindset? Just from 
that inspiration from when he was a kid. Yeah. He, he just seen, he witnessed what Jeff mm-hmm. did to be what he did. Yeah. And that was instilled in him. Yeah. The Australian Rocky Balboa story. All right, let's go. So you're in the gym training with Jeff. You're coming up. Let's talk us through the fight process and what goes in it and the mindset you've got to have to actually get in there. Yeah. Jeff is big on mindset. Like his number one thing is, is mindset. The process. So the process is obviously, well, training like a – in t- the intensity that Jeff puts me through with my training is definitely up there. But Jeff is one of those people where, you know, he doesn't spend three hours in the gym and put you through a three-hour training session. He can get everything done anywhere between 45 to an hour maximum. Mm. Um, but the level of intensity is is extremely high and the rest period is extremely short. But um, like Jeff always says to me, at the end of the day, you're not going in a boxing ring fighting for three hours, right? At the moment, I'm at a level where I'm fighting six rounds. Um, You don't need to be training for hours and hours and hours on end. I do do my two training sessions a day personally. So I try and do my cardio stuff on my own or with my strength and conditioning coach. Um, And then I train my um, afternoon session will be on the pads or on the bag with Jeff. Um, and he will just put me through hell for 45 minutes. He trained at it like, like Jeff fought at an intensity like we've never seen any other Australian sportsman. Um, Russell, honestly, he his next level, like Jeff has just got back from Thailand. He's been away for three weeks. Since he's got back, we've only been training back again for this week. My fitness has just gone through the roof this week. It, no one can get me as fit as what Jeff Fennick can get yeah. me. It, the way he trains his fighters, I don't even know what it is he does. I, I couldn't even tell you. He just it, – it's just different. I, I know my fitness is, is really good at the moment, and that's all down to Jeff. Yeah, he's amazing. When I was researching him for, for the podcast, I was going back and, and you just going, man, how'd you – like the amazing fit – like – a minute to go and he, t- and he just kicks his tempo off mm. like he, you think he's flying and then he goes bang kicks in a fourth overdrive and off he went like is that it? like is he a trainer for strong finishing or pace or what's the deal fitness yeah just extreme fitness levels just working you to the point where your heart rate is reaching that maximum and um, your rest period is short and you're straight back on, uh, like in a fight, you know, like you come to the corner, he always says to me, breathe, get the oxygen back into the lungs, right, straight back out, you're that warrior, you know, let's get it in your head, you're here to win, you're here to perform, uh, I want strength, uh, I want you, I'm not going to give everything away, I was like, mm, I won't give everything away, but he um, he's a fantastic coach, honestly, and um, I know anyone who's trained with Jeff has always had some amazing feedback about the way he trains people he's incredible with jeff when he takes a fighter on mm-hmm. it's not like them fighters start skipping and going to other gyms they stay with him yeah yourself you know you, you you're doing a lot of mentoring with young women you know what, what do you what do you what do you teach young women in particular like about growth and, and mindset and development. Mm. What do you think are the most important things you could teach, say, a 13-year-old girl that's sh- struggling to find her way in life, trying to f- struggling to find her identity? For me, it's believing in yourself. I think I had a real problem with this growing up. I didn't have any belief in myself, mm. and I was someone that really easily gave up on things when I was younger. And then it's not – It's I would say it's probably since I've started just before – 
like going into competing and stuff like that, for me, programming my mind and making my mind strong, I think that then makes your body physically strong. And um, if I could tell any youngster one piece of advice, it would honestly be you've got to believe in yourself. Program your mind to whatever it is that you want. If you want to be a champion, you tell yourself every single morning when you wake up, I am a champion. I am a champion. Watch me win. Like, whatever it is. I do heaps of these online um, motivational, inspirational meditations. Dr. Do- you do Dr. Joe Dispenza? I listen to a bit of that, yeah. yeah I love that guy. I am. Um, I just, I, do you know, I just go onto YouTube and I type in motivational, like, gym talks or motivational um, training like um, they've got like the aggression one. Who's your favourite one of them guys? Have you got a favourite? Anyone? I don't have a favourite. No, no, I just kind of put it into YouTube and then I'll be in the gym and then as soon as I start to find one that hypes me up and then I just get on the treadmill and <laughs> the time just, uh, the, not the time, the level will just keep going up and it's these guys that are just warriors like screaming at me like I can do this, I am strong, um, I am powerful, I am here to win. Uh, and, and you start programming your mind in that way and uh, I think that's when you start to get the real drive and the real hunger to to win and to succeed in life. And it's since I've been doing all of these kinds of things, I've got a much clearer vision on what I want from my life and I've got a much clearer vision that I, I'm, I'm here to win. You know, it's I, I used to really lack self-confidence. It was something I really, really struggled with. And um, through doing all of this mindset stuff, confidence is key. Confidence is key. If you've got no confidence, um, you're not going to win. Like I start my day off winning. My head tells me stay in bed Mm-mm. and I've got to go get out. That's my first win. My alarm every morning, the first thing that comes up, so my alarm will go off normally about 5 a.m. And the first thing that it says under my alarm is gratitude. Yeah. So the first thing I do before I get out of bed is I'm like, thank you for this new day. Let's let's start. Let's conquer this day. I get out of bed and then obviously I start my little thing. But gratitude, mindset, all of that, um, it puts you on the right path. People who keep snoozing their alarm in the morning and can't find the motivation to get out of bed, the day's going to be a struggle. For sure. I, I talk about mine's, mine's that get out of bed. Mm-hmm. I, I jump up. I've got a biz, uh, an office. I go around and write my gratitude list down. I love that. Yeah. What kind of things do you write down? Oh, just writing, that, writing down that, that, I'm, that I can breathe. Yeah. That I, I'll look at my door handle and I've got gratitude for my door handle. People go, why is that? I said, because I can open that. I haven't got a prison officer opening mm-hmm. that and mm-hmm. I'm grateful for that. I can walk down and get a coffee. I can do any, I can, if I want to get to the airport and, and fly to Cairns, I can do that because I'm free. I pointed out everything that I'm grateful for on my list, I point it out during the day. I'll make sure I notice it during the day of my life. I love that. Is it a long list or do you have five. kind of like five, five things? Okay. And five goals. Okay. Five goals. How often do the goals change? Is it just in the day? I try to change them. I try to. The one thing I do is try to keep the, the training, the intent. Like I'll say, I want to train at 100% in the gym today, mm-hmm. or I want to do shoulders, or I want to do this, or I walk a lot. So I want to walk 14Ks today. I want to put 2Ks on it. Yeah. You know what I mean? I want to, and I want to, and while I'm walking, I want to listen to three podcasts. I love that. I'm the same, you know, like I think people think as a professional athlete, like you just want to jump out of bed every morning and go to the gym and train. It's not like that. You know, I have days where I'm like, oh, my gosh, like... Staple to the bed. Yeah. I, I Like, obviously, I get out of bed. I'm programmed to just... When the alarm goes off, don't snooze it. Just yeah. get out of bed. Get That's the day started. That's the first started. victory. Yeah, 100%. But then, you know, I'm up. I normally have my morning coffee. Some days, I'm just like, 
oh gosh, okay, I'm going to put my body through some seriously intense training today. I've got to then get to the gym again this evening. <clears throat> and um, I don't want to do it, Russell. No. I don't I don't want to do it. There are days where I have bad days. But for me, you know, this is this is my career. This is me telling myself in the mirror every day that I'm a winner. I want to go for a world title. And uh, if I keep coming up with excuses, it's never going to happen. Yeah. So, um yeah. yeah similarities amazing push forward in life push forward it in is life. And, and that mindset is just so it's so important and it's like i don't want for me it's about I, I, it's me against me hmm. it yeah. is that's and i say that to the young girls that i'm working with as well like your biggest competitor is you if yeah. you can do something for yourself every day may it be something small but you're taking that little step forward you're achieving and over the year You'll, you will get to your goal or whatever it might be, you will have achieved it. Uh, it's not about, you know, climbing the biggest mountain. It's about getting getting started. Getting that first step. That's right, yeah. How important self-fulfilling prophecies, universal stuff? Oh, I love it. Yeah. I love it. Have you heard of um, Abraham Hicks? Yeah, how oh, good she? love it. A lot of people get confused with the Esther Hicks, Abraham Hicks. It took me a while to get yeah, my head around ego, all of that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but um, some people are for it, some people aren't. But I, I do listen to a lot of her stuff and um, I find it really uh, motivating and inspirational. And she has a few rampages yeah. where she's saying all of these motivational words really, really fast and programming it in your head. And yes. it, it kind of gets gets you all like ramped up and excited. And um, I love listening to them. I listen to a lot of them in the car as well. So. Are you on the Wes Watson yet? You no. Wes, Watson? Wes Watson's a guy who done 10 years in jail. Is that right? Okay. And he's in like a motivation, but he's really brutal. And sometimes I need a brutal day. Like when I'm lazy, I just need that brutal, yeah. okay, mate, yeah, okay, sweet. Get off the sofa. <laughs> and it's all, get off the sofa, you fat bitch. <laughs> but I, I get driven by stuff like this as well, you know. Yeah. I feel like the more, like I said to you earlier, I listen to a lot of those aggression podcasts. Not, I'm not beating myself up or whatever. It's like, yeah, like, come mm. on. Like, I am being lazy. Like, let's get up off, off of the sofa and let's get to the gym. And you know what? Once you get to the gym and you do that workout, oh, my God, you feel a million times better. And you go, why was this so hard to get here in the first place? You know, it's just about, again, taking that first step. Follow him on Insta and just, just jump on one of his posts of the morning and it's just like, yeah, okay, because he's this big tattoo, bald-headed guy. Yep. And he just screams. <laughs> um, the cold showers, you know what? I've mm-hmm. been doing the cold showers. So How's that going for you? <sighs> Man, that's a fucking battle. That's the I stop at the phone, play with the phone, have a look at a, a post, and it's like because I got to hit the timer. So talk me through it. What are you doing? So I set my phone up on a bottle of aftershave, <laughs> <laughs> so I can look at it while I'm in the shower, and I don't, and and I, and I just turn the shower on, and I run into it now, and I just put it on, and make sure it hits the top of my head. Yeah. Okay. Freezing cold. Freezing cold. How long are you in there? An hour. Uh, I was going to say an hour. An hour. I was going to say I'm up to two minutes. Two minutes. Doing it in 30 second increments and that's so good. So that what's just, it doing for you? Just turning turning on my motor. Mm, mm. First thing in the morning. First thing in the morning. I recommend mm, for the courageous. En- for the energy levels I get. I'm, and I'm committed. I've seen that Tony Robbins has been doing it every day for five years. Yes. Yeah. There's another person as well I'm following at the moment who's doing the ice baths every morning. He's going Love live it. with the ice baths. Russell Brandt's big on it. Oh, is he? Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, I love Russell Brand. How cool is he? Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm hearing a lot of people are doing this at the moment. Last night I took myself to the ocean and for recovery I just threw myself in the ocean. And did I want to get in there? No. Was it cold? Yes. Afterwards, 
felt a million dollars. It felt incredible. And this morning as well, waking up this morning, I honestly think that it's um, it's just impacted me really, really well. And uh, hopefully if I have time tonight, I might do it again. Beautiful. You, you, you're a person that you, yeah, obviously you, you're, you're, you're searching to be better every day, yeah? Absolutely. Would be fair to say. Yep. Amazing. You sh- is life coaching sort of on the cards for you? Because I'm telling you, you'd be a champion. Uh, yeah, look, at the moment I do have a lot going on in the sense of I think I'm quite entrepreneurial. I'm always trying to think of new ideas and ways of helping people. And, you know, I feel like I'm so blessed in the sense of, you know, I'm doing what I absolutely love doing. I'm training with one of the greats in boxing. Yeah. I'm, I'm a female who's boxing. He's and never taken on a female before too, so that's... Never, yeah. I'm... And I know a few that have, have asked him to do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he tells me this and he just said, I saw something different in you and I think... What is it that he sees in you? Tell me. Look, I was going through a really challenging time when I met Jeff and I was having a lot of problems with yeah. food yep. and mental health and stuff like that. And for me, I had to prove myself. And in my head, I'd programmed my head that if I impress Jeff... There's no plan B, you know, like I can I can do my dream job, like, and I just got to prove myself. And I went and I trained with him and the boys as well, and I was keeping up and I was pushing myself to such limits. I, I just think he hadn't seen that type of training in anyone before. I remember Jeff's got this decline sit-up bench, mm. and uh, we were all doing rounds on the sit-up bench after obviously he'd put us through pads and we were training, and um, two days later... I um I couldn't move. I couldn't move my entire body because I was mentally saying to myself, do not give up, keep going, prove yourself. I had this inner fire that was just like, you have to prove yourself at this point and good things are going to happen. I kept telling myself this. And um, yeah, two days later, I couldn't move. I was in a lot of pain. I was covered in goosebumps and don't laugh at me, but I actually ended up in hospital. Yeah. And I thought something was wrong with my stomach and all the scans and everything come back. And they said, oh, Miss McLaren, um, it, is, it appears that you've just got DOMS, delayed onset muscle soreness. Have you been doing a lot of exercise recently? <laughs> and I was like, yes, I have actually. And I feel really embarrassed that I'm here right now. But um yeah, that was the extent, Russell, that I was pushing myself to. I wouldn't stop. I just that is tough. keep going. And that's the mindset that I'm taking into this next fight. Everything's on my Instagram. So if you go to my Instagram page, you can see sort of like. What's your Instagram page? Uh, Kate McLaren Boxer. It's her. Just to give you a bit of a rundown, um, it's her is basically the charity name. So I'm now registered as a not-for-profit charity, uh, and the whole idea behind this is to help young, help support young females within the community. Um, from obviously my volunteer work at um, the PCYC and uh, Zoo Boxing Academy, and working with a lot of the youngsters within the community there, I realised that support was one thing that these girls are lacking, and support is something that I. I was lacking in my life as well, later on in life, obviously, when I was in Australia. Um, I went through a bit of a a crisis where, you know, I couldn't have family here because of COVID. I was going through a really challenging time. I was completely on my own. And um, support is my key word for everything, Russell. I think you, you need a support system. Again, I go back to you become the five people you surround yourself with most. Um, Support, support, support is the most important thing. Let's get, I want to talk about that because I can only imagine how challenging was COVID for you? 
Well, I was training at the time, mm. so um, I was still doing my boxing. We were really lucky. We managed to get um, exemptions because obviously we we're professional athletes. So I was managing to still train. And I think that was one of the things that kept me sane. Um, I hear a lot of horror stories about what people have had to go through in COVID, um, all of this, you know, the isolation in the hotels and you know, lack of food and, and all of these sounds like prison awful, awful things <laughs> yeah well y- you would know <laughs> try doing it in your laundry that's what i said people are talking about covid and i said yeah right jump in your laundry for 23 hours a day and see what it's like and this is the thing right inside where's your support system nothing mm. well earlier on you said to me that later on when you were inside you managed to then get a degree under your belt right oh, i started studying i started i've done the equivalent of hsc because i left school at 14 Right, okay. I went back and done, I, I just threw myself in the deep end and I thought, oh, I'll give this a go. That's I went great. down my HSC and got a, approved to study law. Then I realised I don't need lawyers, I'll just employ them. Yep. It's okay. easier. But then did you start to find a support system oh, 100%. Inside? I'll tell you, what it was, I had a, a beautiful, amazing woman who ended up being my partner come into my life and just plant some seeds. And I think that's what you do with these kids, you know, these young girls. You're planting them seeds and this is the, the tree now that someone planted five, five and a half years ago. Beautiful tree. The things you're doing for the community and, and helping everyone who, who, you're just such an inspiration, Russell, honestly. And it's good to see and to speak to people with lived experience, you know, and I, I think it's not until you meet someone with that lived experience that can say, actually, this is what happened. This is where I was at with my mental health. This was actually what was going on when, you know, Instagram's looking all pretty and filtered and lovely. Um, and then to be face to face and, you're just such an inspiration. Like mm. you've you've lived such a. I struggle with that. I struggle with compliments. It's like, uh, uh. No, you, no. Sh- you 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 need to take them yeah. because you've completely changed your life around, mm. and you are impacting people in the community that need to hear your voice, that need to just see you and, and hear. You know, like you were. You've gone through so much stuff. You were a very troubled child. You know, and you've completely turned it around, and you're doing incredible things. And you should be proud of yourself. Yeah, thank you, thank you, Kate. And, and, and likewise, yourself, yourself, you're you're there with these young girls. And look, you know, you're going to get some trees coming into your life. You know what I mean? They're actually happening now. It's a, it's an amazing feeling watching someone grow, isn't it? Like it is. In, and, and, it and, is. You're, and you're watering the garden every day. You planted that seed, and you're watching them come out. That's yeah. an amazing feeling. And that's what I loved about helping. Uh, in the communities and stuff and watching these girls grow you know like I started running my programs and seeing as you say these trees grow and I was like wow like six weeks ago you were a completely different you know young female look at you now you know your shoulders are back your head is held high you're confident you're looking people in the eye when you're speaking to them the phone is down and away and you're not comparing yourself to everything you're seeing on social media let's talk about I just want to talk about that for young girls what, what young girls see on, on social media, what's your advice? Because this is massive now. This is a game changer for young people today. Pe- people only put on the good stuff on mm. social media. Personally, I think it's toxic. Mm. I think it's really toxic and I think it's a real struggle for these youngsters because it's all they know. Yeah. They don't know any different. It's where they get their values. Yeah. And look, there's been a lot of things happening and obviously it's confidential. I've had a lot of young girls come to me with things that are going on in their lives and you know, how they're trying to overcome these hurdles on their own because they don't have a support system. But a lot of it boils down to the point 
on, you know, they haven't got the latest T-shirt on from, you know, JD Sports or, Mm. you know, they've not got the coolest kicks and they're getting bullied at school and, you know, they haven't got X amount of Instagram followers or it's just really, really hard. When I think back to, obviously, in the beginning, you introduced me, you know, what was your childhood like? I was climbing trees, I was catching tadpoles with my hand, I hardly watched TV, I was being active, I was outside, you know, I had a great relationship with my parents, I was well supported and then now it's like, well, what are these children, what, what's their upbringing like? You know, if you sat a 14-year-old child here and you asked her the same question, mm. what does that look like for these young girls? And I think a lot of them it is um, appearance. It is the following on Instagram. It is, you know, they're all obsessed with TikTok at the moment. And mm. for me, it's, it's, it's not even real life. In the generational transference, like you're playing a part with the work you're doing is breaking that trauma cycle. You know, I hope ha- so. and half of the part thing is educating the parents. The kids are okay. Mm. It's the parents that need to But educate. a lot of them, Russell, they, they don't have their parents around. Yeah. They don't have their parents around. They're not supported through school. They're acting up at school. They're not even turning up at school. You know, their attendance is terrible. How do you support these youngsters? How do you make them want to go to school and make it not feel like a chore? And uh, that's kind of what my programs are all about, is just trying to help support them. With It's Her, so like it's, I've now designed an online support system. So what that kind of looks like is we've got on-demand fitness videos, and this is completely free. So once yeah. this is up and running, like anyone can access this, whether you're a young female. www.itsher.com.au. Yeah. Um, it's, we're not live as of yet, because no. we are going to have a launch for it. Um, but the It's Her it, um, Instagram, <laughs> to Instagram it's her underscore IG so just have a little look at what we're kind of doing um, let me just give you a little rundown please do, please do. so we've got on-demand fitness uh, videos which will be coming out weekly so that's going to be myself um, and it will be a new video every week that you can jump on uh, and access for free um, I believe fitness is good not only for you physically but also mentally you know to start your morning the best antidepressant there is oh absolutely and there's all sorts of videos on here from you know a 10 minute booty workout to an hour full strength training session you know there's everything and no matter how short you are for time there's even five minute workouts on here you know and if you want to do it twice that's a 10 minute workout so we've got on-demand fitness videos we've got real women from real I'm sorry, we've got real stories from real women within the community. Um, And what that basically means is, you know, we're getting stories from people in the communities, just like around here. They've obviously gone through some hardship in their life. What have they done to turn their life around and to get to where they are now? And a lot of these motivational, inspirational stories are just absolutely fantastic. Like these, these are we're talking to people who would never have the opportunity to get their story out there, you know, and these are stories that need to be heard and that will help to inspire young females you know and um uh, real stories by real women that's another uh, section that we've got on the it's her platform we've got a wellness section but it's going to be everything wellness on a budget money's tight for a lot of people right now with everything that's going on um so if we can explain to these young girls on how to pamper themselves and look after themselves give themselves a little manicure pedicure that's going to help build confidence within them um and also it's not going to cost them an arm and a leg going to the nail salon paying 60 70 bucks for you know their shellac or whatever it may be 
Then I've got um, a nutrition uh, section. So the nutritionist that I currently work with, uh, Jen from Sydney City Nutrition, she's actually going to be in charge of the whole uh, nutrition section. So everything to do with the importance of food and the importance of food and training, that will all be on there. Um, and then the the main key reason why obviously I've wanted to design and develop this is for support. So that last section here is the support section. Yep. And this is going to be a library of every type of support section that there is. So you'll go onto this page, there'll be a search bar. May it be you want to have a good understanding on finance. We've got someone on there who's going to do a full breakdown on all things finance. How do you open up your first bank account when you're a teenager? Did anyone ever teach you that? No? I open up with a shotgun. Okay, well, <laughs> that's slightly <laughs> I'm different. A clever, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I don't encourage that, but um, but yeah, any type of support that these youngsters yeah. may need. You know, some people and some women are needing, you know, shelters. Mm. Some some people are needing finance support. Some people are needing mental health support. Some people are needing nutritional support. Whatever it may be, whatever it is that you feel you're lacking in your life, we want to make sure that every type of support system is on there available for you to access. So we're going around to every sort of organisation, doing interviews, who are you, what do you do, what services do you offer, how do people get in touch? It will all be on there. So That's sensational. Thank you. Thank you, really, Russell. You really be proud of yourself for that. That's amazing. That really is. That's all-encompassing, isn't it? I just think it's something that hopefully will just make everyone's life so much easier because we're all human at the end of the day we all need some sort of support we're all going through something in our lives and if there can be one platform where every type of support is on that and accessible i just think it's going to make everyone's life a lot more easier and um and valid i think the important the importance of valid and validating young people these days mm-hmm. like letting them no, they've got a sense of belonging. No, no, someone cares. And obviously through what you're doing, man, you're spreading the love. Oh, it's a beautiful thing, man. It really is. It really is. And that one kid just needs to know that someone does care. Yeah. It can be the difference, I can tell you. I've been that kid. Yeah, and I've struggled in my yeah. life as well with a lack of support. And um, I think, you know, Well, you've, you've, man, to do what you've done coming from... 23,000 k's away. And you know what? I think that's when my life kind of changed for me because, you know, I was so nurtured as a child and then I've come to the other side of the world and I've had to fend for myself for the first time. And when I came here, I had no money, you know, like I travelled and we came back to Sydney. I didn't have a job. We'd done all of our savings while we were travelling the East Coast doing surf lessons and, you know, living the dream. And then it was kind of like, oh, okay, um, now we've got to start again. Right. And there's no parents there to support you you know my parents are on the other side of the world and I didn't have any friends over here and I you know it was myself and my my partner at the time and then obviously as I grew up and grew out of love I suppose I I then ended up on my own and through it's a big world isn't it oh yeah and you're you just a little when, fish when you're on when it, you end up like that it's you just realize how big the world is yeah oh honestly the world is so big. And you know what? I actually got into freediving a few years ago. I really realised that when I started freediving. Mm. We're so small. Yeah. We are so small. And um, the world is a really scary place, especially if you're on your own. Yeah. Wow. So. That's that whole thing, you know. It's about building resilience. And I, and I mm-hmm. say this, and I said to Johnny Lewis, you love that. I said, boxing saved more lives than Jesus. Well, troubled ones, you know. Yeah. I don't, I don't mean to offend Christians and they. No, I'm with it, yeah. Um, And same, I don't want to offend anyone, but everyone I've spoken to in in the boxing world, they've all come from some sort of hardship 
and boxing has helped to change their lives around and um, for anyone anyone who's listening to to this today and you know you're going through something in your life I just recommend get up get into the gym you don't have to do boxing but get your body moving and mm. and and as soon as you start moving you just you you feel different it's my jam yeah mine too Speak, speaking my language right there there's this big overwhelming problem with people talking about mental health problems and that and mm-hmm. half the problem is people just sit down lay down and do nothing i think it's the phones russell everyone is glued to their phones oh yeah you see it's couples on date night and they're just right. on the phone scrolling crazy i remember you used to go to a restaurant to eat and talk yeah now you go there to do a post take a picture of your food and then post it I get it. Look, I understand that there's a lot of influencers out there that are making money through, you know, food posts or whatever it may be. I do get it. I don't judge anyone. But um, we've lost that interaction. We've lost that engagement. And, you know, I I think us as humans, we're spiritual beings and we need to connect. And um, we're not doing that through the phone. Yeah, I agree. I agree with you totally. I heard you were at All Time Boxing last week. Tell us a bit about what you've done there because there's a lot of raps coming out of that. Oh, yeah, amazing. So um, I had the pleasure of going and running one of my female empowerment classes at that gym. And um, I have to say it was a, it was a beautiful class. Um, I got some incredible feedback from the ladies that joined um, and I, I definitely pushed them. So what I kind of done is... I got the girls together and obviously with my boxing career and everything, I I said that, you know, this class, we're going to go through some boxing technique um, and then I'm going to put you through a a hard session on the bags. Um, uh, But before that, what I like to do is like a little icebreaker. So I get the girls together and we get in a little circle and I go around and I say, right, okay, I want everyone to introduce themselves and I want one fun fact you know, give us some fun fact. It could be something completely crazy if you like. Um, so we started on that and that was great. Just kind of brings people's walls down a little bit, you know, makes people feel a little bit more comfortable and at ease when they're training. And then um, we play a little game. So I've got a couple of little games that we play uh, when we were all-time boxing last week. We did the head, shoulders, knees, cone. Mm. Don't know if you've ever played no. that. <laughs> okay. no. So you've got a cone in front of you and then I'm there saying, you know, head, shoulders, knees, shoulders, head cone Mm. and it's either you or your partner's got to grab that cone whichever one doesn't get the cone in time has to do a burpee so yeah nice little nice little icebreaker you know and then I got them moving around so that they got to be opposite every girl who was in the class it just makes everyone feel a lot more comfortable so um that's how we started off the class I then got the girls to put their wraps on and uh, we got into the mirror and we started I started taking them through the basics of boxing you know Mm. your jab your cross your hooks, your uppercuts, and then you've got like your body rips and your slips and your rolls. So we would, we were obviously doing that in in the mirrors, and I had the empowering girls playlist uh, playing as well. So that was nice and uplifting. And then once they kind of got the hang of all of that, we um, I popped them all onto a bag each, and um, I put them through a real solid training session, like how Jeff does to me. Mm. So really intense, short breaks, um, but really fun, you know. And I make sure that we've got some good music. Playing Plane and that actually that job was really cool because had all little lights everywhere and disco lights and um, yeah it was it was great and then um, from that we finished on a little bit of course so I got the girls all together and we were doing um, sit ups and crunches and ankle taps and um, all of that but then the finisher was um, a five minute meditation on the importance of the breath 
And um, I was explaining to them as well that how the breath is everything, right? The breath you know, slows your Life, heart rate yeah. down. It helps you to think more clearly. Um, so the whole way through the program as well, I'm always trying to um, sort of say to these girls, you know, it's what we're putting into our minds. You know, you say you're tired, but how about you say, all right, I'm tired, but I'm going to make sure that I don't stop until the, the bell rings. You know, they they actually say that when you're physically tired, you still have another 30% in you where you can continue training. Mm. So um, it's, it is all a they mental can, the game. The mind will quit before the body does. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah, absolutely. So um, we we finished on the abs and then we did the breathwork meditation and I turned all the lights off um, and they done this incredible... Um, meditation for five minutes where I just left everyone alone and um, got them to to think about a few things in their life you know and ways that maybe they could overcome this and I ended up turning the the lights on nice and slowly at the end and a few of the girls were you know a little bit I guess a little bit teared no, I've up. I've heard it in a meditation I don't mind saying like when, the, yeah. when the, the, someone's hitting the button on me I'm going oh yeah, and it's then good. the ending is we finish in a circle and it's like the circle of trust, mm. like an open circle between all of us girls that are here together and whatever we talk about in the circle is not going to leave. It's important that. It's, that's, that, that. That is really important, that yeah. people can speak freely and you, you've got that safe platform for someone to talk about something and it's not going anywhere. Yep. And I think, again, I want them to feel supported, Mm. you know. Uh, It's really important to talk and sometimes we just need an ear to listen. Yeah. And that's what that last little bit's all about, you know. So we, it, it's a bit of a roller coaster, I suppose, the programs that I'm running, you know, like your, your full intensity with your training and, you know, then we're, you're kind of dying and exhausted and then, we, you know, we get you into a meditation and then at the end you kind of go through that whole roller coaster. And for me it's like that when I'm in a camp, you know. At the end of my fight I always look back and I think about the journey that I've been on. Mm. And, um, yeah, the feedback after the class was um, a lot of the girls really loved the fact that something so strong and powerful like boxing could then be mixed with something so soft and calming Mm. like meditation. Um, And, yeah, it was just a – it was a great night and – I'm hoping that we can go back maybe in a couple of months and run another program. And the girls were absolutely beautiful and they all sent me messages um, on Instagram afterwards. And, uh, yeah, it was it was fantastic. And I hope that they all got to take a little bit of something away from that. And, um, yeah, just confidence is key. Whatever you want to do in life, you can do it. Just it's all in the mind. How does it feel getting that feedback of a young young? Uh, money couldn't even buy that feeling. Mm. There's no amount of money in the world that could buy that feeling. And that's why I am just so passionate and I love what I'm doing. It's amazing. Honestly. It's healing. This stuff's healing. It is. It is. Mm. And um, You're a healer. Someone told me that recently. I'm a healer. And I went, I haven't got a banjo. I haven't got a tambourine. I don't. But I think sometimes as well talking can heal wounds. Oh, for sure. And, uh, You're as sick as your secrets. Yeah, but not only that, listening. Mm. Sometimes we just need to speak out loud and we just need to so- for someone to hear us. Mm. That's all it is. Do, do you think that that's something that you suffered with, obviously, being inside? It's 100%. It, yeah. And, then I, and, and conversation, like conversation other than crime and was something that I really yearned in the end. It's like, man, I, if I was come across a half-educated person, I'd gravitate to them and say, mate, I need you. 
because I'm sick of hearing these numbskulls talk about mm. crimes and stuff like that. I needed stimulation, but I needed someone that understands emotional stuff too because I was screaming out to talk about that stuff, but I hadn't come across someone. So you didn't willing. find anyone? No, it was very hard to find it. You don't find it because it's so egotistical, it's so bravado in there. And is that because obviously everyone's got their wall up? Oh. You know, it's fight or flight, right? It is. It's just bravado and show no weakness. And, and the adrenaline that would be pumping around your body constantly in a situation mm. like that, it's, it's just not good for no, your, no, your mental a- health as well. You're caged up, you've got all this adrenaline going around. and yeah, I'm, like, still down, <laughs> I'm still coming down from that now. I'm still, I do a lot of work on it. Do you? Yeah, hundred percent. I dig deep. I dig deep. I mean, I live on podcast because I'm reprogramming my mind. I, I came across this thing the other night. It's really good, and it's about the thoughts I give to myself before I'm about to fall asleep. What does that look like? And, and, I, and I say, you know, what I mean, I'm going to forgive anyone that's done. It. I'm not. I'm not going into this sleep with a resentment or any anger. That's Beautiful. all fucking butterflies and rainbows. What I'm taking into this dream, you know, whatever I'm wherever I'm about to go to when I close my eyes. There's no anxiety, there's no animosity, there's no anger. There's only love, peace, empathy and compassion wherever I'm going. And I bet you couldn't think like oh. that when you think back to, you know, no. falling asleep. I was at Goulburn Jail and there was murders and stabbings and everything like that. I used to get, it, to, get to my cell at night time and wipe my brow. Mm. It was that intense and go, thank fuck I made it today. It was that intense and that's how I lived for years. That's no good, that's trauma. That is trauma and my gosh, like... To, how zone. many years did you have to do that for? 23. Oh, well, I, I spent 23 years in prison, but say 21 of them was in maximum security. Jesus. And what was the turning point for you? So inside, was there just like one day when mm. you were like, when I get out, this is what I want to do? When I found my purpose. And I think like, like you've got, you've got a purpose. And I think when everyone finds a purpose, apply some passion to it. Mm-hmm. Pause the fucking bucket of drive into it and away you go. And when you find that purpose and when that purpose is being of service to others, wow, man. And as you say, money can't buy. You are the most wealthiest person in the world if you've got your health. May oh, that 100%. be your physical health and your mental health. Spiritual stuff too, like that stuff that just... Mm. I, I, we had a mediation up here in the Supreme Court. We had these three brothers that were sexually abused. Hadn't spoke to each other for 23, 20-odd years, right? Maybe more. I think it might have been 30 years. And they sent me a photo of their arm and arm walking away from the Supreme Court. Wow. That, that, that had united and the ability to talk about their story, start the healing uh, you know, journey. journey, and away they went. You know what I mean? It was like, and they brought them back, and they, they all sent me a text saying, thanks for that. Thanks for kicking out. It was so rewarding. So... But I guess that's what a counsellor is as well, right? You're you're t- you're bringing all the emotions to the surface, yeah. and I think you, by talking, it's kind of like almost just I don't know, getting rid of it. I just think talking is such a powerful mm. thing, uh, but it's got to be real talk. None of this Instagram, Facebook, vulnerable. Yeah, show your vulnerability. I get a lot of guys right. I get a phone call. It'll be from one of the violent, most violent inmates in Australia. And he'll say, mate, I, I don't want to be like this no more. And I said, well, you've got to get vulnerable. No, oh, stuff that. Because vulnerability takes trust, right? Yeah. You've got to be able to trust. You've got to be able to trust. But I say, but what's your greatest fear? And they go, oh, you know, someone will take the piss out of me. I say, but hey, you're displaying a strength. They're taking the piss out of you. They're seeing your strength. That's actually them, they're the weak ones. It's all a facade. It is. They're being weak by judging you and thinking you're being weak. They're actually the weak ones. And I, I think that's really important for mm. young girls. Violent men, young boys, whatever, to learn how to be vulnerable, just throw caution to the wind. Yeah. Let's it's, give this a go. Yeah. That's absolutely. where the growth is, eh? 
Oh, absolutely. When you when you find vulnerability, that's when you'll grow. Yeah. Same for me. When I was modeling back in the day, I hid behind a full face of makeup. Mm. I, I never took my makeup off. You know, I, did, mm. I didn't have love for food. I was I was not okay. But on you know, on the other side, of, with my print work and photos and stuff, you know, you think, oh, yeah, she looks like you know she's doing all right, whatever. Mentally, I was not okay. Mm. It wasn't until I started to get into boxing and strip away. You got to get vulnerable be a boxer with your trainer. You do. You really do. That 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 connection between a trainer and a fighter is based on vulnerability. It is. Yeah, it really is. And like I've had many breakdowns with boxing. Um and Jeff's been there and you know he he's been a great mentor and support system for me and I don't think I could get through it with someone who's just like all right, next I've got another client or yeah. whatever it might be like he's lived it himself, you know, and um yeah, you guys, the key is just learn to be vulnerable, honestly. It's such beautiful. a beautiful but thing. But there's a combination. Yeah. Vulnerability is authenticity and trust, you know, that, that the three of them together. Trust. How yeah. do you go with trust? But I'm doing it. I'm doing it now. It's, it's been a learned process. I guess that would be really hard for you. Yeah, trust. it's a learned process because I've had, like, you know, I, I don't want to be a victim or anything like that, but I've had some pretty bad things happen to me. Mm. But, you know, in the end of the day, like I made peace with that. I had to because it was dictating my life. Yeah, you can't. And I wanted to be free. to be fully free. You got to un- un- take the handcuffs off that experience, yeah. mm. and then cuff yourself from that. And that was that. Once you do that, man, life's good. You know, and and I'm not defined by that anymore. Defined by the good I do. You know. Yeah. How do people find you? Instagram, Facebook. Kate McLaren Boxer, that's my Instagram. You can just type in Kate McLaren Boxer. Everything will come up. I'm on LinkedIn, Twitter, uh, you name it, I'm on it. Um, And as for the charity, it's um, it's her.com.au and the Instagram for that is it's her underscore IG. So um, just remember that the website isn't... um, it isn't launched as of yep. yet because we're still obviously just trying to finalise a few things and make sure that we can get everything ready for our launch date as well. So, um, yeah, but definitely hit me up on Instagram and uh, I'm always open to, to helping anyone and trying to point people in the right direction for any support that you might need. Um, obviously, I'm not a professional in counselling or anything like that, but if I can help to guide you onto the right people and the right support systems, um, please reach out. I'd love to help. Please do. Follow this amazing, strong woman. I think she, you're just inspirational. And, Thank you, uh, Russell. And it's been a pleasure having you here. It's been an absolute pleasure talking to you also. Thank, Thank you. you so much. Thank you.